Hello, hello, and welcome to episode 121, God, that sounds like a big number, of the Mighty Whites podcast. I'm Jack, as always, joined by Casey. How are you, mate? And in one of those rare things that we don't normally do, but for this one, it's definitely worthwhile. We decided to have someone on far more learned than ourselves. LUFC Stats, Andrew Dalton, how are you doing, mate? Hello, well, Jack. Thank you very much for having me. Really appreciate it. Ah, it's good. It's good to have you on, mate. More than all, I haven't seen you for ages because we haven't been at games, and that's the only place yes. I do. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully, come August time, we'll uh, we'll have full crowds back in in the ground. It's looking that way. Now I have eight thousand at the West Brom game on on Sunday, so hopefully, come August, uh, we can look forward to forty odd thousand or thirty eight thousand screaming fans at Ellen Road, which I'm sure will make a difference come the start of next season. Yeah, it's a, it'll be really good if we can get everyone back in. And uh, to the 8,000 or so of you that have got tickets, uh, yes. I am equal parts happy for you and really pissed <laughs> off that I'm not you. But, <laughs> is what it is, yes. Yeah. And how about you, mate? Are you all right? Yeah, not too bad. Obviously, uh, still reeling from... Why would you release news like that at 8.30 in the morning? That's, that's a, it's a tough way to start the day. It well, really is. I'll just... I'll press the button now because that's what we're going to lead with. And this might be the entire podcast. We might not even talk about the games. We'll see what happens. Uh, but the club confirmed this morning, Pablo Hernandez and Gaetano Berardi will leave the club at the end of the season. Um, obviously, we saw, we all knew this was coming. It's not like it's a shock. But um, we could logic us way through it and say, yeah, it's the right decision. It's time for to go. And then when they actually announced it, it hit me like a train. Mm. <laughs> uh, so, just how did you feel when you first read it this morning? Is that to me or is that to KC? It was open ended, whichever one he wants to go. <laughs> I'll, in. Go, I'll, I'll go first then. <laughs> I think it's it, it, it's hard to kind of comprehend because we all expected it. I was even talking to my mate about it last night. That what change would you make in the summer? Who do you think will stay and go? And we all said. Hernandez, Berardi, possibly Alioski would go. And even when the news broke this morning, it was still hard to take in. And I think we've seen all, all the tributes from all the fans, from all the journalists. Uh, I think I've watched the Hernandez goal at Swansea about 4,000 times uh, with Brynlaw's wonderful commentary. And, yeah, it's, they've been a massive part of, of, of the furniture. Berardi actually joined in, what, 2014 and has been through 101 managers, uh, ranging from Dave Hockaday to, to Darko Milanic to right through to, obviously, Marcelo Bielsa. And, and Pablo has just been an utter magician since he joined the club uh, in August 2016. And, obviously, I know we'll talk a lot about the career shortly, but... Yeah, it's going to be strange next season. I know, obviously, Barrow only made his first appearance uh, on, on Tuesday night at Southampton. Obviously, he's been uh, had a long-term injury that he got at Derby County back in the last season. And Pablo's been probably a bit part player this season. But that doesn't take away that they were a massive, massive, massive part of, of what this club achieved last season. And and obviously, that, that goal that Hernandez scored is probably up there with the one that the Gordon Shacken scored against Leicester City back in uh, April 1990. Yeah, I... As I was kind of looking back today on on Pablo's time, he feels like he was the first quality player that came in post sort of Snodgrass, Gradle, mm. 
and, and that ilk of players leaving that we went through a lot of journeymen in in, in that period and, and then we went through a lot of the uh, a lot of the Italians and, and players who came yeah. in and, and went very quickly again in that time and, and Pablo really feels like sort of the resetting almost of no all right we're going to build this club again as opposed to just here's Paul Green and David Norris for 18 months all right now yeah, Danny Pugh's back all right and and just instead of cycling through players so quickly he yeah. was this no let's let's go but get someone who is good not not who's free not who's cheap just he's over there go get him here yeah, yeah. well that's the thing with him though that when when we did bring him in like Although we all knew what quality he had because we'd seen him at Swansea and Valencia and you, you knew he had the mm. ability, you didn't know if he was still going to be that guy because he'd been off playing mm. guitar. Like, yeah. It was at Al-Arabi, wasn't it? And yes, I, that's right. That's right. I mean, we only signed him on, what was it, a, a six-month loan with a view to a permanent. And then when we signed him, it was, only, right. a six, yeah. it was only a six-month deal at first. With, like, yes. he exceeds... Yes. There's exceeding expectations, and then there's what Pablo Hernandez has done for this club. It was a pun on an yeah, aging yeah. guy who probably only came in because he'd worked with Monk. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, and, and it's interesting you say that, Jack, that people forget that it was Gary Monk that brought Pablo into, into the football club. And I remember he, he made his debut, obviously, I think in the league at Fleetwood, uh, which was an absolute horrible night and on the foul coast that we we went through on penalties. I think Pablo actually scored a penalty that night in the, in the penalty shootout. And it was a very rainy, wet night and you didn't know how how he'd turn out with Leeds. And I think he scored his first goal in a two-nil victory at Cardiff City uh, in September 2016 uh, with a brilliant killer into the top corner. And, and from there on in, he, his, his career has is, is never looked back with Leeds. And I'll, I'll always remember the emotion after we lost to Derby County in the playoff semi-final in, in 2019. He had tears. I think we all had tears that night uh, flooding down. And... We didn't know how it turned out the following season, but lo and behold, he scored the first goal of the 2019-2020 season away at Bristol City. Uh, and yeah, he's, he's just been an integral part. It, it will be very weird because I think, seeing all the tweets from the players, that you've got two influential players in the dressing room in, in Berardi and, and Pablo Hernandez will uh, we'll, we'll always be part of, of what this team did to get out of the Championship or the Football League. So I know we've had three years in League One uh, to get out of the Football League after 16 long years and so many memories. And I think that Swansea goal, and I'll probably reiterate it 100 times, uh, is the goal that probably just about got leads over the line at a particular point. Yeah, I would always say that that goal, that goal was the moment where I thought we are, we're going up. It's it's done. I know that they, they yeah. logically, when you look at the state of the league and stuff at the time, yeah, we probably would have been fine without that goal. Mm. It turns out, but it didn't feel like it at the time. At the time, that was the goal that made mm. me think, yeah, we really are going to do yeah. this. And it's yeah. not just that one game. Obviously, he's done it several times, but the number of games where. Leeds weren't at the best and he seemed to just grab a game by scruff at neck and kind of drag us kicking and screaming mm. into a result. Uh, obviously, you know, yeah. ones, like top of my head, first one that comes to me is the Millwall game where we were to and came back and he scored yes. twice. That one always comes back yeah. to me because he just does some... Br he, and it wasn't only 
that there was just this air. It was the way that like he'd just drop in and go, no, give me the ball. I'm having it 70 yards from goal, yeah. and I'm going to bring it forward, yeah. and I'm going to pick the pass, and then I'm going to run forward, and I'm going to be one who scores. He just had that drive that we really needed that kind of kicked us forward. Yeah, it was it was great, and especially the decline we went into as fans after we'd lost to Cardiff after the break, and you just thought, oh god, here it goes again. And then it just mm. seemed seemed after that this this tactic of yeah. just put Pablo on at half time <laughs> and just give him forty five minutes, and he will be brilliant. Yeah, and I think there's there's probably only yeah. in that run the Barnsley game which which that didn't really work in. Outside of that, it was just it, it was it entirely encapsulated the philosophy of keep calm and give it to Pablo. Yeah, <laughs> you, you know that the, when we played Fulham, uh, you know, at yeah, home then the, as well. The, apart from the bounce, yeah, it was uh, yeah, it was so, like the Fulham game was so tense, and then you just had the second half of just Pablo just picking out passes wherever he felt like it. And, yeah, and just yeah. life became easier. I, I think, apart from the bounds of the game, we almost all had 100 heart attacks watching that game. And uh, I think we'll all be grateful for Sully Bar putting the ball into his own net that day. It just goes over the line. The, as you mentioned there, KC, the, the through ball, I think, for Jack Harrison's goal against Fulham was absolutely sensational. Yeah. Uh, and then he ran Stoke ragged in the 5-0 victory. There's so many moments that he can pick out. I remember the, the, the game against Norwich in, in 2016-17 season. Uh, we were fighting to get into the playoffs. We were just about blown it away at Burton. And we're 3-0 down, I think, after half an hour or so. And we very nearly got it back to 4-3. I know Pablo's got a wonderful free kick. He's won. He's the only player to win what the Player of the Year award three times in a row. Uh, probably hopefully be, I think, Stuart Dallas this time round. But what a career. So many memories, so many moments. That, and I, I like the way that you said there, Jack, taking the game by the scruff of the neck. The, he's, he's just utterly incredible for what he's done. And uh, it'll be, uh, I think, a very raw emotional day on on Sunday yet. Yeah, it's a shame, obviously, we've not got full crowds there. Uh, it is what it is at the moment. Uh, but, yeah, uh, I know we'll come on to Berra shortly. But as for Pablo, just... Fantastic career at Leeds. I know he's got a young family over in Castellon in Spain. Uh, I think we're all going to catch the first flight out there next month when they when they start playing next season. But yeah, unbelievable. He, he, he's probably our striking at the time that we needed a character to come in, a strong character to come in and, and just probably carry this team. And that's no disrespect to any of the players that we've got because uh, it's been an unbelievable achievement what Marcelo's done with this team. Uh, sometimes you just need someone just to turn a game and obviously he's done that. And that, that Millwall game was horrendous. I remember I think they were 1-0 up and 2-1 up. And then uh, I think Luke Kaling scores a brilliant header and then Hernandez gets the winning goal and you thought that we might have gone and win promotion. Obviously lost to Derby, but so many memories. It's, it's so hard to list them all. And it's, it's, a, it's a hard day to take, I think, for all Leeds fans all around the world. Yeah, one of it, you mentioning that ailing header, because that was the one that Barry Douglas crossed for when he only had one leg. <laughs> when he was uh, all broke. But Barry, I've, it's brought it back a lot of stuff like this with them going to That's the right, that's right. I've yeah. remembered, yeah. I've remembered the... Uh, yeah. yeah, that's one of the things that I remembered, because technically his contract's up now as well. It's just that he's been away for the season. Yeah. Uh, and then... Yes. Yeah, I remember when he went, there was quite a large outpouring for Barry Douglas. And I thought, wow, mm. it really 
knows what that team meant to people. And then this morning happened, yeah. and you would have thought Barry Douglas had never played for us. And that's not having a dig at him. It's just that the yeah. outpouring you saw this morning was ridiculous. Um, obviously, yeah. we've talked a lot about yeah. Pablo. I am sure that we will end up veering back onto Pablo definitely soon, but we should talk about Berardi for a bit. Because I must admit, I do forget that he's been here since 2014. It it's it seems like he's been here forever, and it also doesn't seem like it's been that long. Yeah. Um, just... There's no better way to start talking yeah. about Berardi than his debut with his interesting tackle against Accrington Stanley. Yeah, it's amazing to think with, with Berardi. I think he got sent off in... Go on. I, I, so I was just going to say, it's amazing to think how he's been here that long when that's your debut. Like that—that that is the actions of a man. You think, well, he's gone by the end. By the end of the season, you can't be having yeah. that at your football club. <laughs> well, it, it's interesting, isn't it? Because he got sent off against Accrington, then he got sent off against Huddersfield in a three-nil victory. Uh, so I, I think he's the only player in the history of the football club to get sent off under two different managers in a in a space of three three games or something. I'll look at that shortly. But yeah, that, that Kung Fu kick on I can't remember who the Atkinson player was. Uh you're thinking you sat there thinking, what have we signed here? Right. And lo and behold, I think the turning point for Barra was the sick note six at Charlton. The obviously there was the players then the the story goes, you probably well know, the players refused to play for the club. Barry was injured and I think he was on the bench at Charlton. And I think that was his massive, massive turning point. And he's become a cult hero. What he did in the summer to, to carry on his contract is, is absolutely incredible. And I think a lot of Leeds fans probably had a tear in their eye on, on Tuesday night when he came on against Southampton. And yeah, another unbelievable sermon. A player that's had a lot of injuries as well. He got an injury at Charlton in, in 2015-2016 season. He'd been in the war. There's a picture, I think, against Rotherham when he gets headbutted or elbowed by Matt Derbyshire at the New York Stadium. He's got blood all over his, his, his yellow shirt. And yeah, just a warrior. He'd, he'd run out with Josh Warrington. And I, I think I tweeted, he got sent off against Bristol City, Bearer. Uh, I think he headbutted Matty Taylor off the top of my head. And then that night, he ended up ring walking with Josh Warrington. So we've probably been in two boxing fights uh, during the day. But yeah, two utterly brilliant servants for the football club and, and two players that will be severely missed. And I think we all read on the square ball this morning his, 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 his open letter. And yeah, just another sad, sad chapter for two players leaving at Leeds United. Yeah, that's one of the things with Berardi that, on top of everything football-wise, he just seems to be a really nice bloke, which yeah. really helps. Uh, by the way, top of my head, I, I want to say it was Will Hatfield that he did it to, because I seem to remember it being someone who was ex-Leeds, but that could be wrong. Uh, I suppose with Berardi, there's sort of two versions of him to talk about. Mm. So first, I want to say, up until Marcelo Bielsa arrived, so full-back Gaetano Berardi, had he gone yeah. then... What do you think people would have thought? Or would they have thought about it at all, really? I'll let you answer that, Casey. It's an interesting because I'm just trying to think. The This is how I've messed up I get with times now. The, <laughs> the goal you put was the season before Bielsa, was it? Or was that yes. under Bielsa? Yeah. All right. That was Thomas Christensen, yeah. Uh, so 
like, I think you'd have had that sort of as a nice memory as, as someone who just didn't score goals. Mm. That that he he had that in in what was an otherwise dismal display, a, a terrible defeat, Saez spitting and and all that. But as a as a footballer, I don't think there was a whole lot you were ever gonna. I personally, and and you know, I didn't get to see as week in week out during this point, but I don't think there was a, many people writing home about Berardi's performances. I think everyone liked him because it, you know he was a tough tackler and he was hard working. He fit, you know, he fit the mold in that regard. But there was no because you didn't get the the glitz like you do with with Luke Alien as a right back. Yeah, yeah, you, you weren't talking about Berardi all that much. And then, yeah. and then I, I think as the, the first season under Bielsa started when he he's playing centre back, and you're kind of looking at it, it's 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 a very odd thing to see a let's say five foot nine central defender who who was a right back, but he just became this really again really solid, really reliable player, but that just fit in so much better than he ever had done at right back. I think, yeah. Yeah, and I, I think, and, and I read, I read somewhere on social media today that uh, someone picked out that the tweet that he was sent off against. I don't know how people picked tweets out from eight years, seven years ago when he was sent off against Accrington Stanley, and and someone, I think it was Phil Hay that tweeted red card Berardi, and someone said, "Oh, there goes Sam Byron's replacement." So that's how far we're we're talking back. We all thought back then that that Byron would be one to get to go for his right back, and I, I think. Gaetano had to adapt his game a little bit and obviously he turned into a, a centre-half uh, under, certainly under Paul Heckingbottom as well. And I just think he's been another massive, valuable member of the squad that has had, a, as I said, had a lot, a lot of injuries and, and has been there when, when needed. And it's a shame he's, he's been injured, obviously, the majority of this season. But yeah, again, a player that's wholehearted, has so much experience. And I think what was interesting was when he got sent off against Derby County in the in the semi-final, I think it was a moment for him where he wanted to turn his career on the on the flip side. I remember he got a lot of negative press that night uh, for his red card. Uh, and I think he turned that around by the performance that he did last, last season in 2019-2020 when he was a, a pivotal member of the squad that, that won promotion. So, yeah, two legends at Leeds United. I know we, we use that term quite loosely uh, with footballers, but for me, Pablo and Gaetano would be two utter legends. And there's a wonderful picture when uh, Pablo scores of, uh, that goal at Swansea, I think, with uh, with Berardi uh, trying to get out of Patrick Bamford and literally getting him like that uh, uh, with Paddy and what have you. But, yeah, just it's just it feels like a, an end of an era kind of thing. And it always is when you've, you've got players with longevity. And I don't want to say this, but the day Marcelo goes, which I'm hoping is a long way down the line, is, is going to be... A, Possibly the hardest day for any Leeds United fan to take. So, yeah, just just feels like a sad day, a real end of an era day, really. I, I think I I think I said this a couple of weeks ago that I like this group of players that much. I I would I, this part of me would be okay with us getting relegated to back to the Championship or League One with them as a group of like thirty seven year olds if they just mm. never <laughs> left because because I think they've got that much goodwill in the bank. I just go, it's fine. I don't care if none of them can move. I don't care yeah. if Luke Ayling can't get up the wing anymore. I, yeah, he's got all the credit in the world now. Um, and there's there's all these players who, and I don't want this to become a, a sad podcast, 
But yeah. there's all these players that you look at in their late twenties, early thirties. You're like, no, just just stop aging. I love you all too much. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it, it, it's football, isn't it? That players do move on. That we all think they're going to be here forever, and there'll be a time when, when other players will move on. And it's it's how you sort of replace them. I think Leeds have done brilliantly without Pablo this season and I think they have got players there that you look at the likes of Rodrigo who started to come good and I think with a full pre-season he'll be a superstar next season the same Rafinha I think he'll be absolutely brilliant next season as well so football's a game about evolving and moving forward and yeah come Sunday we'll say goodbye to Pablo and Gaetano for those that are in the ground and uh, and what have you and it'll be a sad day it's natural when when a player decides to move on, especially after five years and, and seven years, respectively, uh, it's how you then try and replace them. I think they've already done a very good job. I'm sure Victor Ort and Andrea Radrizani and, and the new board members will be looking at that and how to fill the gaps. But, yeah, I think today and up to Sunday, remembering the two players that have played a pivotal part for the football club, uh, I think I worked out uh, Pablo's 82nd in the all-time list uh, of uh, Leeds United players. I think Gaetano's 98. So that shows you where they are and I've had to think about over 800 players that played for Leeds of where they are and a high regard and what have you so yeah it will be a, a sad occasion on, on Sundays I think it's just gutting that we haven't got a full house in there because I think that really would there wouldn't be a dry eye in the house yeah you forget how few players we've had that have gone years and years especially mm. in the relatively modern era so yeah. when you do have one, it means so much more. It's sort of yeah. like with Becchio being in the top 10 scorers, even though a lot of them were in, in a lower league. Yeah. Modern yeah. day, it's one of the names that you think of. And I didn't really, I didn't really think about it, but I read, it was on a transfer mark earlier, I read it. Uh, Hernandez has got 36 goals and 41 assists. Yeah. Like, that is... For, that's incredible. Well, they, they had it at 174 games. I'm not sure if that's actually right, but I would hope it yeah. is. Um. Like, that is an unbelievably good return. That's fantastic, yeah. Yeah, like, for yeah. someone who hasn't always been starting, he hasn't always... It's not like it's a 25 or 26-year-old in his prime. In yeah. theory, he should have been past his best when we got him. And he just yeah. got better and better and played the best football that you'll ever see yeah. him play. I, I think, Jack, that's also down to Marcelo as well. I know yeah. Gary Monk had a massive part to play, and I'm guessing that goes back to the Swansea days, but... What Bielsa has done, not only obviously with Pablo, but with the whole squad. So, so as we sit here today, we're we're tenth in the in the in the Premier League. When when he took over a team that lost a bit of direction, they were finished thirteenth in the Paul Heckingbottom. Nobody quite knew where they were going to go, and what he'd done is 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 quite incredible. Of course, he, he scored in the first match under Bielsa in the, in the swashbuckling three-one victory home to Stoke City. Uh, so hopefully he'll, he'll, he'll return that and and do what he did against West Brom two years ago. Maybe not after 16 seconds, uh, although they, they, in, in that game in that fall of the the start of March. But yeah, just it do, it does evolve and then it, it does feel sad. And for me, and I know this might be controversial, probably up there was one of the best signings we've made outside the Premier League, probably with Robert Snodgrass. And by equity, we made a lot of signings outside the Premier League. Well, you've preempted one of my one of the questions I had written down there. <laughs> Where does he rank in terms of Leeds United signings? Now, I wouldn't be saying like, "Oh, go through all time and think of a top." Yeah, player. but I do think that in terms of money paid for impact, had he has got to be up there with almost anyone. 
yeah. like especially yeah. in especially modern times yeah because like yeah. you know you look back and uh, every, you would know better than me historically everyone says like bobby collins was that important and things like that but yeah. i don't really know about that i want there yeah but yeah. in terms of how cheap they were and how much impact they've had you know you're yeah. looking at like pablo hernandez jermaine beckford yeah. luciano vecchio they're all players that cost yeah. note and did loads yeah and pablo yeah. may well be the best of them you, you look back as you rightly say, Jack, through history, the likes of Bobby Collins, Johnny Giles, just two unbelievable signings at that particular. And it's it's all very relative. For me, I'd probably put Pablo and Power Gordon Strachan when he, he signed from uh, Man United uh, from Man United in, in March '89. The that 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 was a player that obviously Strachan was made club captain at the start of the 89-90 season, won us the title in in nineteen. In 89-90, finished fourth on Football of the Year in 1991 and then was was captain who won the league in 91-2. I'd say it's that important. You take away that goal at Swansea, that game finishes nil-nil. You go into that Barnsley game afterwards, you sat there thinking, crikey, this, this could go... Look, it didn't because Brentford blew up. And I know it's all if buts and maybes. But that goal, I think, probably meant 100 million to the football club. And I think that's how vital a player he is. Probably with him and Snog Snodgrass is brilliant. I know Snodgrass didn't have the longevity that uh, that Pablo has had. Uh, yeah, I just think it's it, it's probably one of the most important, probably if not the top two, top three signings that Leeds have made in the history with Pablo Hernandez. And that's been seen in, as you might say, with his assists, 41 assists, 36 goals is is absolutely phenomenal. And he's adapted his game as well. And yeah, just it just feels raw emotion at the moment talking about him. And it'll be a, a very, very, very sad day on Sunday, I'm sure. Yeah, I think I think when you look at the, the amount of time we we then spent in the championship just just lurching from one mediocre season to another yeah as I, as I kind of said earlier it, it just felt like he was signing him and and sort of that season was was the first concerted effort of like yeah no let let's let's get some talented play like I, I know that you sort of look at around that time and we'd we'd moved on from you'd, you'd had obviously Warner could had brought in all his mates and yeah un, unleashed the reign of terror that was Danny Pugh and Michael Brown on everyone. Oh, no. yeah. Um, we'd had Adrian come in for his little swan diving appearance. We you know we'd had yeah. you know Bianchi and everyone else oh, coming geez. in. That's yeah, yeah. And then yeah, and then just once one year we just went. Like no, let let's go get Kyle Bartley and let's go yeah. get Pontus Janssen and Pablo Hernandez yeah. and, and it just seemed yeah. like oh no, let's actually get some good footballers. Yeah, why why, yeah. why haven't we done this sooner? And it, it it kind of felt like it it just clicked. Uh, even the start, even the sixteen seventeen season when we missed out on the playoffs, you started to get a sense that we were getting the club back, we we're buying better players. Yes, I think we should have made the playoffs that season. I think it was the, the after the draw at Newcastle, I think when Pablo had a hand in that particular goal uh, for Chris Wood. The, obviously, I mentioned the Norwich game. And even the Christensen, we had a great first half of the season. It just all went tits up. But when Bielsa came, we just thought, right, we're going for this. 
And a, another goal that's, that's kind of not been mentioned was a goal in Sheffield United in, in December 2018. Yeah. Uh, when he, when I think Jack Clark actually uh, harassed the, the, I think it was a, the defender or the goalkeeper, and probably had an empty net to tap in. Another vital goal. And as you rightly say, Casey, that there must have something must have clicked at the time, thinking. Let's go and get these players. Let's go and give this a real, real good go. And okay, it took me out into a second season. To me, I don't think we're quite ready to, to go up in 2018-2019 season. And it, it made it even more enjoyable that Frank Lampard's Derby County were lost in the playoff final. So I have to get that in there. Uh, and it made it all the worthwhile for going up the way we did last season with 93 points. And Pablo was a, a massive, massive, uh, massive, massive part of that, as, as was Gatana Berardi. Yeah. There's certainly something about because because we'd had the the first season under Grayson, we just missed out yeah. on the playoffs. Then we had the, yeah. the season, the, the monk season, we just missed out on the on the yeah. playoffs. And and the thing about those seasons is like you you just you sort of brace for it by the time you know you're not going to make it because you just you see it slipping away week on week. You whereas don't. whereas like the the way we played, and I, I don't know, we kind of struck we had. The, the bad moments at the end of the the first BLC season with Brentford and Wigan so close together, but yeah, you you still looked yeah. at that group of players yeah. and went, no, the, there's the quality there. We we can still do this, but you know, you know, ultimately, end, it yeah. ends in heartbreak. But but I do feel in a way that was it was one of those things that I think some of those players almost needed to go through to to give them maybe a touch more mental toughness. Whereas I, th I think if you yeah. Like you say, you've got you've got a very inexperienced squad in in terms of Premier League football that goes up and yeah. and hasn't yeah. known much hardship. It, it could then turn around very quickly in, into a, a tough season. So, uh, you yeah. know, we then obviously regrouped and and you know you sell Janssen, which at that point was unfathomable to think about. He he just grown into this club so so seamlessly. Yes. And then you just tell, oh, we've got this, we've got this lad Ben White coming in, we'll be fine. <laughs> and you're like, he's like, what? he's only played League One though. And then six weeks, six weeks, seven weeks, it's like, God, he's good. Yeah, yeah. God, we know what we're doing. Yeah. And I, I think, Casey, that comes down to the, the recruitment side of it. And I remember at the end of the 17 18 season that Victor Arthur came in for a lot of criticism. The the likes of Caleb Ekiban hadn't worked, J. Roy Grot, Pavel Sabitsky, uh, to name but three, Vernon Eater, uh, Matthew Pennington on loan, that these players just hadn't worked. And I think once they got Bielsa, they said, right, we're going to go for this. We are going to try and, and get promoted from, from the Championship. And the likes of Barry Douglas came in, who at that particular point was the best left-back in the Championship. Obviously, Patrick Bamford came in as well. So, they, they started to look at other players. I know Lewis Baker came in and I had a bit of a short spell at Leeds. Uh, I'm trying to think who else came in. Izzy Brown, who hardly played, obviously came in on loan. Jamal Blackman as well. But making the signings and the likes of Bamford uh, at that particular point, I think was a real statement of intent from the board of directors. And, and they knew that they had to get it right. And, and OK, that first season, you're out, it's up until... Easter Monday, uh, or Good Friday, should I say, home to Wigan. Uh, we'll never live down 10-man Wigan, unfortunately, and then Brentford, but we don't win at Brentford. Uh, they didn't quite didn't quite work out. So, to me, everything happens for a reason in football, and I don't think Leeds were ready to go up in 2018-2019, and we've got a dreadful record in the playoffs, everybody knows, and the best way to go up is by winning the bloody thing, and uh, we did that 
consummated, I think, by 10 points last season uh, from uh, from second place West Brom. And they got it right. Uh, Victor Orta got it right. And I think he deserves all the credit in the world for it. And, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see. With, I don't want to try and go off too much off segue. I know we'll talk about Pablo and, and Berardi, how they do replace these players and how they build the, the next level. The score got some cracking which is coming through with the likes of Cody Drama. I, I, I don't know how to pronounce Chris. Is it Crescenso? Have I pronounced that right, Somerville? Uh, I've always said Crescencio, but I, Crescencio, I don't. Act, Somerville. But I don't actually. I don't know a hundred percent. That's just what I've always <laughs> said. Um, one of the things I was going to say actually is before we we move away from just Pablo and Brady, other yes. other than the goal at Swansea, because that is the best Pablo moment. Yeah. it's not up for debate. That just is. Yeah. Yes. Have you got a favourite Pablo Hernandez moment that people don't necessarily think about as much? Crikey. Oh, it's hard to think. He took so many games by the scruff of the neck. Didn't... I think a goal against Hull City in December 2017, when I think McGregor kicks it out from the back pass and it lands to Hernandez <laughs> and he's from the, what, the edge of the area, just flicks it over him. Yeah. Just literally chips over into him empty net and... <laughs> I think we actually went fifth in the league that night, and I think we were probably on for a. We thought we were going to be on for a, a playoff push, or at least a promotion push. Obviously, it never transpired, and, and uh, things went completely wrong at the second half of that season. But I think that must be some. Also, I mentioned the Sheffield United goal. We hadn't won at Bramall Lane since April 1992. Uh, so yeah, there's 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 so many. I think it's free mm. kick away at Burton uh, as well when. Uh, you and O'Kane had his shorts pulled down. God, there's a blast from the past. You and O'Kane. So it's so many memories from him. And yeah, it'll be missed around the place at Allen Road. Uh, he goes with everybody's good wishes. And I don't think one player or one supporter has got a bad word to say for Pablo Hernandez and Gaetano Berardi. That's definitely true. I, it's weird. The two I had in my head were the free kick at Burton yes. and, the chip, and the chip against Hull. Yes. <laughs> the two yeah. that I had in my head. Uh, I mean, yeah. we, I was about to say, are we giving Pablo too much credit for the free kick at Burton? Was that not Gianni Vio's master master <laughs> plan? <right laughs> <Yeah. there? laughs> no, yes, that, that, the, the great Gianni Vio had to hand him one goal. Dear God. <laughs> <laughs> no, the, the, the Burton free kick was was what I was going to go up to. Um, the, the one thing that I do quite like as I come away, from, like ultimately with these two, is that. You have these two people who, in, I think, in different ways, are are considered leaders at the club. In as much as I think Pablo yeah. was a leader on the field, whereas I think I, th- I think Berardi was probably considered more of a leader off the field as well. But yeah, I and it, it speaks to the state that we're in at the moment. That I am not concerned, unduly concerned about losing any leaders at the moment because I do still look at. Phillips and Dallas, yeah. Cooper, Ailing, yeah. that we, that we yeah. still do have those players who who are leaders in the dressing room and on the field. Well, uh, it was a it was a little bit on the nose, but have you seen that picture floating about on Twitter of um, it's like pa- Pablo <laughs> and then the little baby Ninja Turtles, and it's Ailing, Phillips, Cooper, yes. Dallas, yeah, and now yeah. it's the fully yeah. grown turtles dragging Pablo and helping him out. Yeah. <laughs> and I was just like, yeah. it's a bit on the nose, but I understand the sentiment. Yes, yeah, and there'll be more of that, I'm sure, over the days. But yeah, it's it, as I say, it's just a shame that not all of us are there on on Sunday. I think it'll been a, a phenomenal send off, and the, the ones that are there will make so much noise. I'm absolutely certain. And 
yeah, it, it's it, it's hard to comprehend what they've done for the football club to to be part of a team that that has got us out of the wilderness after sixteen arduous years. And my God, we've we've been through some tough times. The the six four at home to Preston. The 7-3 home to Nottingham Forest, the 5-0 home to Blackpool. My God, we've lived through all the crap down down the yeah. 16 years. And then along comes uh, Marcelo Bielsa and lo and behold, we're, we're sitting here today with a top 10 finish in the Premier League. Yeah. I do, I've got to say, same question, Berardi. What would be your moment thinking about him other than the tackle against Accrington, I suppose, because we've already oh, talked God, about that had, one. Uh, I think just the way he's battled back after the injury at Derby last last season, that we thought that might be the end of him, the way he battled back to full fitness. And I think the one moment that stands out for me, you see him on the pitch against Southampton and yeah. becoming a Premier League player, that everybody possibly thought that might be beyond him. And to see him in a lead shirt at St Mary's, I think brought a tear to a lot of people's eyes. And I hope they'll both get game time on Sunday. Yeah, uh, well, I mean, we are briefly going to talk about the West Brom game later, uh, so, but I will mention that now. Are they both going to start, do you reckon? I hope so. I think with Lorente out injured, uh, and obviously uh, Robin Cock is, is not there, uh, I, I'd imagine it'll be Cooper and Berardi uh, at centre-half and uh, Phillips obviously in midfield. And I, I hope Hernandez stars. He's not started for a wee while in the Premier League. So, yeah, I'd, I'd expect them to as... And I hope uh, Pablo gets given the captain's uh, the captaincy on Sunday. Yeah, that's what I'd expect. I, th- I think Pablo will be captain on Sunday. Yeah, uh, yeah. When absolutely. it comes to Berardi, first thing that actually jumped into my head then was him at centre back coming out against Stoke on the opening day, marking Peter Crouch and challenging him yes. in the air. Yeah, yeah. And it just looked ridiculous, but he won it. Like he won the battle. He didn't always actually he get did. his head on the ball, but he made Crouch unable to get the flick ons right. And I was just like, mm. this, this guy, he just gives you everything. Yeah. And it just jumped into my head then when I was thinking about it. Yeah. And I'd, I think another one, I was. No. I'd just try to think, like I said, outside of the elation on his face when he scored at Newport. Um, yes. This. This. There's something I just love about this is the image of him just basically going head to head with Matty Taylor. Yeah. And, I, and I know Matty Taylor went down like a ton of bricks after after he barely <laughs> touched him. But there's just something about his like you've, you've got this man who, for all intents and purposes, is pro, is the most handsome player on our team. Yes, like, the, the, <laughs> the man's a god. And then just is equally just. If you want to get, if you know, if you want to start something with me, that's fine, but it's not going to end well for you. <laughs> yeah, and it's so many memories. And I remember I was sat, I was lucky enough to be sat in the press box when he scored at Newport. And I turned around to the press guys and I said to them, Have I just seen that? Has Berardi actually scored? I think it was his 104th appearance off the top of my head and his first goal. And yeah, I've been lucky to see both his goals that and his little flick away at Salford. So, yeah, I, look, if please get a penalty on Sunday, I want one person to take it. That'll be Gautano Berardi because he's, he's never scored at Allen Road. And I think that'll be, uh, that'll just sum the guy up perfectly. Oh, that's going to be a problem. Pitch invasion during COVID. Oh, don't. <laughs> don't. <laughs> um, let's, yeah. let's not go there. He's been, uh, no, they've both been absolutely brilliant. Obviously, we mentioned how pleased we were to see him 
come on against Southampton. We will briefly talk about the game against Southampton. Obviously, it's a few days ago now, most of it's been done, but 2-0 win, another really solid victory. One defeat in 10, top of the form table for the last 10 games now. Um, this one, th first half I didn't think were great, but second half I thought we were miles better side. Yeah, and I, I think it just sums leads up on the travels this season that to win 10 Premier League games on the road is a new record in a 38-game season. has been, I think, 38 top-flight 38-game seasons and Leeds have won 10 away games as a newly promoted side. That's incredible to do that, and especially to do that in the Premier League, the highest level is, is brilliant. And I, I never thought Southampton had a sniff, uh, to tell you the truth. I thought Kiko did what he had to do and Kiko had a hand in the second goal with his, his yeah. long kick downfield. So, yeah, yeah just... I, I don't want him playing... But that, was a hell, but that was a hell of a pass. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was a hell of a pass. And uh, look, it just sort of sums up our away campaign. The results we've had uh, away from home this season has been uh, absolutely phenomenal. And the res obviously the Man City result will, will stand out amongst everything. But no, and I worked this out, no prem promoted Premier League side has ever won the last four games of the season. Not even Blackburn did that in 92-3 when they finished that high. And the same with Newcastle. Uh, Blackburn lost at Man United in, in May and Newcastle lost in, at Sheffield United in April of 94. So, uh, yeah, it's just been a brilliant end to the season. Everybody was worried about relegation, that Fulham had won a game of football, I think, back in February. And I must have said, Leeds are not going down. And I, I believe that from the start, that Leeds were not going down. I actually made a prediction that they finished in the top six and, OK, we're not going to finish top six. We might not be far off. But it's been a monumental first season back. And the, the most important signing of the summer now is going to be Bielsa. Get that right. Everything else will follow. Yeah. I, I, I found it so funny this season because two or three times after games, you, you've had people asking Bielsa why we've not, you know, oh, you've, you've yet to win a game against any of the, you know, any of the big six. Yeah, like, but, but we're a newly promoted team. We're not expected to, like, yeah. we, and you, like you say, with that record of winning ten games away from home, we've gone, we've gone out, and we, not only have we won the games that you'd want us to win against, sort of the the other newly promoted teams and the other teams that are down there. Yeah, but, you know, we've gone and got three points at Everton. We've gone away and got three points at, at Villa, and yeah, we, we've got the results that you'd want to get as a team. That's not just battling against. Relegations. It's just looking comfortable in the first season. Correct. And I, just, and I just found it funny that this this line of question, like, well, why, you know, why haven't you won at Old Trafford and why haven't you won at Stamford Bridge? Like, yeah. And where were we last season? Correct. 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 I completely agree with you. And the, the narrative of this Bielsa burnout is just ridiculous. And I, unfortunately, a lot of these pundits won't come out and admit they got it wrong. The likes of Chris Boyd, Gabby Bonlahor, uh, Paul Merson, people I actually quite respect for their, for their opinions, maybe not a Bonlahor, because he basically gave Leeds a team talk uh, against Aston Villa back in October. But, yeah, they're not, they're not learned. It's a newly, we're not going to go and win the championship in our first season. It's, it's never happened in, in history before. <coughs> okay, might win it our second season like we did in 82. Uh, but uh, all jokes aside, yeah, so we've had a monumental... Yeah, 
It was a monumental first season back, and it's been magnificent. We've, we played some wonderful football. The only Tonkin we've had is Man United, and we learned from that. And we, we got a point against Matt Allen Road back in April. And I think it's been a phenomenal first year back. And let's see what we can do next season. I don't believe we're going to be a Sheffield United Mark II. I'm sick of all this narrative that uh, burns out this, that, and the other. These opponent fans have got nothing better to do. Can they not see Leeds United have? here and without getting arrogant and cocky we've got a manager who knows what he's doing we are 10th in the premier league we are the 10th best club in england that's unbelievable at this moment in time we've not been this high since we wore that shirt that you're wearing chris it's 2001 too uh under david o'leary so i i'm really excited for the future and let's go out let's battle west brom uh let's go and get three points let's get to 59 points and let's see where we end up and, and then the planning will, as i'm sure has already started for next season yeah well speaking of that final game at season sunday four o'clock west brom yes home. um they'll make changes we probably will as well because there's no point in them not playing a few kids and seeing if they'll be any good for next season from the championship and for us this game is more about sentimental than the actual actual result we've, we've both said all that we've all said already we think the radio play center back we think pablo will start as yeah. captain um is there anyone else that you think will start that normally doesn't like i think Strauch might start ahead of phillips because they might want to give phillips a bit a game yeah, before the euros yeah. yeah that's a good shout i think Strauch probably will play instead of phillips i'd like to see the likes of joe Geldar given a run in uh, obviously i think paddy deserves to start uh, obviously, Pally, Dallas, and Ailing have been have played every game this season. To have three players to start every game this season is is completely unheard of at the, the top level. Uh, anyone else? If you look at the squad depth at the moment, because of the injuries that we've got, and obviously, Clicks having a rest before the European Championships, Cox gone home to to have a rest. Uh, I can't really think of too many players. Costa's obviously injured. Obviously, I'd love to see Somerville involved and Geldard involved. Whether they are remains to be seen because we've not had that many debutants when it comes to think of it. It's only youngsters, apart from the FA Cup game. Uh, made the day. I know Charlie Cressel made his debut, I think, in the Hull City game. And I think now Huggins came on against Arsenal when the game was gone. So, yeah, there's not many to, to really pick from. Vader, I don't know. Uh, does he need a chance to really prove himself uh, for next season, that sort of remains to be seen. But Kiko's definitely starting guard by the sounds yeah. of it. Uh, I know Ian is, is being cut up by the French on the 21 side. So, yeah, I think as we both all agree, I think Berardi and Hernandez will start on Sunday. Yeah, uh, we just actually had a comment from a friend at Shield, Jason Middleton, who just said it'd be nice for Shackleton to play. And I agree. I'd, yeah. like, to see Sha I'd like to see Shackleton play because he's, don't get me wrong, with 10th, I'm very, I'm delighted with how it's gone all yeah. season. But I would have liked to have seen a little bit more of Shackleton if I could have. Yeah, he's he, probably been unlucky because the team has performed so well this season that uh, it's going to be interesting with, with the likes of Jamie Shackleton, Alfie McCallum, Robbie Gotts, where they go from here. Obviously, Shackleton's had more of a first-time experience than the, the latter two. But yeah, Shackleton obviously scored in the uh, what the 4-0 victory, the last goal of the championship under Marcelo Bielsa uh, in the 4-0 victory over Charlton. So yeah, he's not had too many first-team opportunities because of the success of the squad. And that happens sometimes because the squad has been so consistent that Bielsa hasn't really made that many changes this season. Yeah, I, I'd love to see Shackleton ideally start at centre mid, but if, if Pablo's going to be playing, I can't 
see him having both of them in there. Um, and in the same way, I, I would have quite liked to have seen Huggins get another run out. But again, if this yeah. is also Alioski's last game, and yeah, and that's that's one we'll we'll find out about later. Um, then again, I, I, you know, I would like to see him get. Ideally, I'd love to see Huggins get that run, but I can't see it with yeah. with him likely being Alioski's last game. Yeah, he's not one a manager be asked to make too many. I know he did against Derby County because they're all pissed. And I'll, I'll never forget seeing Ben White at the end of that game with his facial expressions, thinking, how the hell have we won that game of football? <laughs> but that's that's what we did and uh, and what have you. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to watching it. I think we're on BT Sport on Sunday. And uh, let's see. I, I think we'll absolutely murder West Brom, to tell you the truth. Uh, so, yeah, game where I think we're all looking forward to and. I'm gonna go. I've got two predictions, and one's an absolutely ridiculous position prediction. One's a sensible prediction. The sensible prediction is four nil. The ridiculous position seven nil. Well, that's fair. Uh, <laughs> the last two games against Burnley, I said two nil unless Bailey Peacock foul plays, and then it's four nil. <laughs> uh, and then it's four nil. Yeah. So against Southampton, I said two nil unless for some reason Bailey Peacock fouls in goal. And then 4 0. So yes. for West Brom, I'm going to say 2 0, unless for some reason Bailey Peacock follows in goal and then 4 0. <laughs> we should go out and hammer them. Let, yeah. Let's just, yeah, we really should. Yeah, I, I could see it getting, you know, us racking up a few goals if we if we start quite well. But, you yes. know, Big, Big Sam is clearly already on holiday at this point. Yes. Um, as he was at pains to mention in his in his post match press conference on was it Tuesday or Wednesday night when he just Wednesday, kept saying Wednesday on holiday. Night, yeah. On holiday. Yes. On holiday. Like, all right, Sam, we, we understand that, but you have got another game left, yeah. Um Yes. You know, I'm I'm gonna you know, I'm gonna go I'm gonna go five nil, sod it, why not? That'll do. Yeah. And uh, that one that beat symmetrical to win five nil at the Hawthorns and win 5-0 at Ellen Road. That's never happened before. Well, we've, we've won both games 5-0 away from home, so that'd be a quite a nice way to finish the season. God, that'd be yeah. so satisfying. There uh, you are go. We, are we going to have another incredibly hilarious own goal? Wow. <laughs> the the, the thing about that, Jack, is I was watching the game on TV, I think it was on Amazon, and I locked down for literally two seconds and the ball was in the net. And I'm thinking, how the hell's it got there? And it was one of the strangest old goals I think we've seen and and what have you. I think it was that was it Darnell Furlong? Uh, uh, no, it was uh, it was Romaine Sawyers. Sawyers, Romaine Sawyers, that's it. Uh, right position. Uh, I think they just switched wings. Uh yeah, just a just a bizarre own goal and it got us on the way to our best away victory. Something I tweeted on uh, on on Tuesday night, Wednesday morning. We've now, for the first time in our history, we've won 1-0 away, 2-0 away, 3-0 away, 4-0 away, 5-0 away. Never done that in our history before and up until this season. So, yeah, some nice little symmetrics uh, to go with the results. And I, I think looking at our sixth double of the season, I think only Ipswich, I think, have got more from a Premier League promoted side than they got seven uh, in 2000-2001 when they finished in fifth position and, and got relegated the following season. So we won't follow that record. Yeah. Right, uh, one thing that I actually meant to talk about this earlier on, but basically because of Pablo and because of Gaetano, I totally forgot to bring it up, which is my bad. Uh, but, yeah, next week. 
Yes. Well, not literally on Sunday. I'm all over the shop with me hours. But on, on Sunday, there's the live stream for life, which we are all involved in, as are, we are indeed. many, many others. That is why I brought it up, because there is so many, but there is no way I'm going to just list them all. But yeah, start, <laughs> starting at midday on the uh, on the Sunday and going right through to midday on the Monday. Uh, yes. We have got a live stream, 24 hours, raising money for yes. the NHS. Ve yes. Various League United people off Twitter and yes. podcasts and stuff. I wouldn't want to say any more than that because other than, you know, Michael Norman and I guess, and would probably qualify as somewhat famous and then obviously above them all, Mr. Andrew Dalton. Yes, I uh, mean. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I uh, was going to be part of it with the, uh, have you seen a better goal? Well, I think they're doing 11 till 12 on Sunday night. But it's a little bit past my bedtime, unfortunately, and uh, I've got an event which I'll talk about shortly coming up on Monday night, so I need to be fresh as a daisy for that one. Yeah, which I was actually just trying to find the tweet of in the background. But yeah, don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, it's there somewhere. Uh, uh, I tweet so much these days. But yeah, we've got a uh, Leeds United uh, themed football quiz on Monday night. It's all on my Twitter feed. It, you can, I'll be tweeting about it tomorrow before the game. Before the game on Sunday as well, uh, through Quizbit. All you need to do is go to www.kwbit.com. All the information's on there. I will give everybody the code to sign in, I think, on, on Monday night. Kicks up at half seven. There's some tough questions in there. It, it's very difficult to, to write the questions. Uh, you might have picked up some of the questions during this podcast. You've been listening. I might have given away some of the answers. Uh, so, yeah, very much looking forward to it. It'd be a good laugh. It's all for mind as well. You don't have to donate anything. You can donate as much as 50p or a pound. It's completely up to you. So, yeah, it's a good laugh. Uh, we're looking forward to it. We're looking to try and get 50, 60 people involved. Uh, and it kicks off on, on Monday night at 7.30. Yeah, and uh, if you do, you'll be going up against both me and KC. We're both already entered. Yes, uh, we'll, super. And I, re I have to go big because I won the old stats, aren't we, one? So I, I've got to... How did you? I've, I've got to go big on this one. This one, I this one's more trivia-based, though, so that'll yes. be worse. Yes. <laughs> I'll definitely uh, be worse. The, the old stats, aren't we, are, are brilliant with what, with what they do. Obviously, I'm, not, I'm, I'm different. I'm more of my fixtures, my goal scorers, my dates and, and things like that. Uh, and I just want to give a shout out to a couple of people. Johnny Cooper, who has, has done a, an absolutely brilliant job with Opta this year. He, he's fantastic with some of the stuff he comes up with. Uh, and and Chris Taylor, who is LFC Data, is, is phenomenal. And the two guys that I've got a heck of a lot of time for. I don't know if, if they're watching or not. But, yeah, they're, they're really, really good at the job that they do. And uh, I think we've got a lot of good stats guys out there that, that, that help towards sort of publicising the football club and more of the same next season, all being well. Yeah, well, I'm I'm really appreciative of you coming on, mate. As much as I, cause I haven't seen you in ages, but it's really good to have you on. Yes. As a good person yes. to talk football with. Thank you. And <laughs> hopefully we can start doing this regularly from August, all being well, when we do get fans back into the stadium. Right. Well, unless, has anyone got anything to add? Otherwise, I'll wrap it up. No, I've just, I've just, you know, I've enjoyed having you on today because it's, uh, thank you. We, we, yes. the, you know, the two of us have come a long way since uh, exchanging glances at each other during dreadful performances when we used to sit close to each other. Oh, God, <laughs> you remember those? Yeah, back in the uh, day. Geez. There's so many KC that you don't. I mentioned a couple there. The Preston game. Uh, in 2010-11 when we were 4 up, managed to lose 6 How do you lose 6-4? How the hell did you lose a game of football 6-4? And then mm. to lose 7-3. Yeah. 
Wow. Yeah. The good old days of, of, of Neil Warren. Jeez. Yeah, we won't go there. But yeah, it's all part of being a journey. Part of being a football fan, you have the highs, you have the lows, and it makes the highs even more worthwhile. Yeah, well, I will mention that if you want to follow Dalton on Twitter, it's uh, at LUFC Stats. But if you follow yeah. us, you definitely follow him because he has like <laughs> 16 times as many Twitter followers I've, as we I've do. Hit, I've hit 20k today, which I'm quite proud of. Oh, I didn't realise uh, that. That's the result. Yeah, I'm nowhere near, I'm nowhere near Chris Taylor. Today. She's got 50,000 followers and utterly brilliant. So I'm trying to come, I'm catching up. It might take me about 10 years. Yeah. But, I wonder yeah. if the oh, word God. I wonder I wonder if the word data does better on Google searches than stats. Does. Probably, probably, <laughs> probably. That's how he gets it. It's ahead. all good. It's all good. Chris is a wonderful guy. Got a lot of time for him uh, and what have you. So yeah, it's uh, just to reiterate, it's been a an emotional drain day. I'm sure there'll be more of the same on Sunday. And just think, this time on on Sunday night, that that'll be that, and that's another season consigned to the Almanacs. Yep. Well, and we'll look forward to reading about it in one of your books at some point in a few years Absolutely. probably fingers crossed but there will be plans I'm, I'm having a wee break at the moment but there will be plans for book five hopefully next year or so well cool if you've got any energy left to read anything after you're done reading one of the stats excellent books uh you can read the stuff we write which goes up on through it all together which is at thiu it's all lufc on twitter and through yes. it all together at svnation.com we're on twitter oh, at mighty whites pod uh obviously i've mentioned mr dalton's on at lufc stats uh, it's been really good having you on, mate, and uh, I think thank that'll you. do us. So Lovely, I've, been thank Jack, you. I've been Jack. See ya. I'm okay. See you. Have a good one. And see you. Happy and, and thank you. <laughs> cool. In a bit, everyone. Bye.